All right, everybody. Welcome. Episode five of Whiskey Babble. Um, tonight's guest, he's actually behind us. You have to watch the video on youtube.com slash whiskey babble if you want to see him back there feeding the horses right now. But uh, tonight's guest is a gentleman by the name of David Guzman. And he, David's a very interesting character. He's a four-stripe purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, comic book aficionado. Um, he is a dancer of the lines. And um, that's, just, that's just at night. He also has a day job. So um, he's an interesting guy. Um, we decided to have him on. He's an old friend of mine. We figured we could get some good, uh, some good conversations going today. And um, yeah, so welcome to episode five of Whiskey Babble. Let's get rolling here. You are now tuned to Whiskey Babble. All right. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Oh, so we're going now. Okay. Yes, we're live. <laughs> yeah, you can go now. Yeah. Ready. Can we just fix it in post? Ready now. Yeah. We'll just fix it in post. Yeah. Ready now. <laughs> Ready now. Okay, right. good. Right. All right, so um, tonight's whiskey, or today actually, it's actually um, 11.30 on a Sunday, <laughs> and, we're, yeah. and we're drinking, so it's yeah. perfect. Um, we actually have this stuff, Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Um, and uh, let's see here. Requested by me. Requested by Dave, you know. Because um, I'm a prick. Yeah, so he wanted his own. What's that thing called again? What do you call it? A rider. A rider. Yeah. I never heard that term until yeah. Dave told me. I just thought it's like it's a, a rock star well, thing. You left it, yeah, you left out the intro, but like. Oh yes, that's right. Dave also is a touring musician. I I don't know why I forgot that out of the intro. I was so stoked on the jiu jitsu and the comic book. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so this is a true, bold spirit of wild turkey has been captured in this authentic barrel proof whiskey, creating one of the finest bourbons in the world. This is uncompromised Kentucky bourbon, handcrafted and uncut. Rare breed is a real whiskey legend. Wow. All I know is. And you says, like it, right? Yeah, all it says is 112 proof. And that's <laughs> hey, but it's hey, good Dave, stuff, right? You yeah. guys enjoy it? It's like, really it was, good. It was it's worth really the smooth. purchase. Oh, Dave, yeah. make, sure, make sure when you talk, you're actually talking into the mic. And I have to get like up. In yeah, in the microphone. In the microphone. The whiskey, though? The whiskey, though, is real good. You liking the whiskey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, isn't this amazing? It's really nice. Oh, the misters are on. I know. Yeah, so we're actually, we're, we're actually, oh, getting yeah, on us. I hope nice. the electronics aren't, you know, screwed, but we're good. We'll see. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyways, you guys, we are actually in a barn right now. Yeah. We have three horses behind us and a burrow. Yes, right? burrow, but Donnie, oh, look, they're, yeah, they're, well, I don't know if you can see, but uh, Don Pedro, the burrow, is uh, playing with one of the horses. He's playing with Red. Red yes. and, Don, and, and Donnie, well, Don Pedro are good friends. But we got misters going up. We might get some horses shitting if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, we kind of wanted this one to be a little bit of a funny one. Um, so my question to you, Dave, and this is the question that I've been wanting to actually talk to you about for a while now, oh, is yeah. what are your thoughts on, I know you're not a DC guy, but what's Batman versus Superman? What's Okay, well. Well, you are a DC guy. I take that back. No, you no, like no. Yeah, Batman. I like, it. I like it all. If anything, actually, I'd say I'm more a Batman guy than any, you know, the most stuff. The thing about Batman and Superman that's super interesting is you have two people at polar opposites. You have someone who's basically a god from another planet who can, um, you know, has powers and he's morally good, which is interesting. But because he's so morally good and he's never had to really struggle that much with fights, he's really naive about the world, you know, um, he doesn't have to kill anybody. He doesn't really have to have as much um, difficulties in his life because how does Superman solve all his problems? 
Mm-hmm. He fucking picks it up and throws it in the space. Like that's why the only thing I don't like about Superman. Oh, uh, that's actually a good point. I never looked at that, huh? Yeah. yeah. Everything's just thrown at the just sun. And so his problem solving skills, in my opinion, I know I'm going to get like a lot of flack for this. He's not as interesting to me because of things like that. And he's naive about the world because he, he feels like he can fix everything with his strength or his powers. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you have Batman, on the other hand, who does not have any superpowers whatsoever. He's got the the greatest superpower though, money. Yeah, yeah. Like him like and Tony really, Stark are exactly. like. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, because he's like mortal and he has, um, uh, you know, he can't just fling stuff in the sun. Basically, he's not naive about the world. He he understands you have to be dirty. You have to like have plans on uh, other people. So he's not naive. And in one and in some in sense, he's jealous of Superman because. If he has Superman's power, he knows he could do all like the dirty right stuff to make the world a better place. And he gets mad at Superman for not doing it. So you're saying Batman is like a, like an any means possible type guy, but he won't kill, right? Right, exactly. He doesn't do that. And that's that's the other thing I was going to get to is that's how they're similar. Is they don't kill and they want the world to be a better place, but they're just on opposite spectrums of what they view as power and how it should be done. So it's all it's all like speculation because they have. Did you see the trailer for the yeah, movie? Yeah, I did. Okay, so it's all speculation because they haven't released the, pro- the plot yet. But like in your mind, what do you think the plot? Well, all I know, I don't know about the plot. Well, there's talking about the false god thing with Superman. So what I'm guessing is in that last movie, he destroyed like that city, right? And I think someone like calculated the damage and it was like in the billions. Trillions, I think. So if if Batman's alive in that universe, he's sitting there thinking, you're a fucking idiot. Like, really? Like you, you could have killed so many people. You probably did kill a lot of people. Batman is someone who won't go into a conflict unless you know he can win and he would he can minimize damage so what i'm thinking is why why batman is looking so angry because you see ben affleck like all angry looking at like his suit is he's been trying so he's probably like an older batman he's been trying really hard to make the world a better place and it's i think it's failing and um he looks at superman as like 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 i was saying you have all this power and you're naive you just you're like a kid you're just busting around breaking stuff you have no plan mm-hmm. you're just flying in doing stupid because batman's always out. cold and like calculated and right like, he's 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 probably working like even on an economic level of trying to like get stuff to work so i think he looks at superman as a threat because he's afraid this guy is going to uh destroy another city and how many people is going to kill so that's why like they're going to fight is batman's going to actually like looks at superman as a villain as a, a naive uh child god kind of a thing Oh, yeah, we got some got poop. We got first, some poop, first guys. Yeah. First poop of the day. Um, <laughs> so that's my speculation as to why Batman. <laughs> well, we have to let Jake have his moment. It's just a funny sound. Oh, yeah. oh no. Now we got. I see a dog. <laughs> I see a horse dick. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're, we're gonna feel really small once that thing. Uh, <laughs> I just saw a big old, big old horse lines. dick just right there in my face. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, nice. look, right. don't look so it directly wait, 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 wait. in the eye. What? Don't look it directly in the oh, eye. Oh, God, no, dude. It scared me a little <laughs> bit. It's only one eye, so it's hard to like not look at. Okay, so Batman doesn't like Superman because he feels like he's going to do more damage than good, even though he's sympathetic. All I know is, too, at that ending scene where Batman is wearing armor and Superman's there, it's, that is a complete recreation of, I think, The Dark Knight Returns. And that's when there's an older Batman who's about 40, 45, and he tried to do the moral thing and not kill anybody, and it didn't work out. Society still went to shit, the government became oppressive, and um, his friends are all dead or gone or the whole thing. So he comes out of retirement, kind of like, you know what, fuck it, I was wrong, and he like 
kills, he uses guns, he, he realizes the Arab's ways of trying to be moral. And what ends up happening in the end is Superman becomes a agent for the government because they have his daughter. Oh, spoiler alert. I guess I should have spoiled Uh-oh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Or it's like in comic books and people can read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you go to Wikipedia. Like, I don't know. Um, so the, the government has his daughter on lockdown, and so he has to basically... Is Supergirl his daughter? Yes. Okay. And in this version, it, he has it with Wonder Woman. So ah, Gal Gadot. Yeah, mm. it's a funny. There's a cool scene in the comics too. Is when they're they uh. bone again in the second one, the Dark Knight Strikes Again. And when they bone, it's like, um, like people are sitting there, like earthquakes are happening. There's like <laughs> no like tsunamis, and like Batman's sitting in his cave, and he's like looking at the. I think he's looking at the computer. He sees like tsunamis going off, and like he's like, oh, they're fucking. Like he <laughs> that. and it shows Superman and Wonder Woman like in the air. Like you can't see much because um, Frank Miller kind of he, the artist. He drew like shit in it. But they're like, it's kind of artistic because they're like covered in capes and they're flying through the air. They like go through ice and the ocean and all while they're Magical. like Magical. Yeah. That's, that's pretty intense. Well, there was a, like, She's the only one who could really take that. Deal. Wasn't there the thing from like uh, from like clerks or whatever when they're like, I guarantee you Superman blows his love. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a, like yeah. a shotgun blast to the back. Like he couldn't have, he'd have to wear a kryptonite <laughs> condom, yeah, but yeah. that'd kill him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was like this whole big like. <laughs> like I think it was mall rat. Mallrats, yeah, it was Mallrats, I think. But, yeah. but for some reason, that, that line, like, he'd have to wear a kryptonite condom. Cause, but that'd kill right. him. It's like, yeah, 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 confidence, yeah. like. <laughs> uh, but I think Frank Miller got around that because Wonder Woman could take that load. Yeah, there she is. Uh, you know what I mean? What was Wonder Woman's superpowers? I don't even know. You know what? Uh, she's like an Amazonian god, and she's almost close to Superman, that she's pretty much indestructible. But she could get beat up if the, I think the other person is, like, strong enough. Mm. But before we get sidetracked, um, so, um, <laughs> that's what the show's about. Uh, oh, but my nerd is my nerd is coming out. Long story short, Superman works for the government, and he's the reason why there's no uh, nuclear war because Russia will say we're going to nuke you, then we say, well, we have Superman. They try it, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Batman becomes a vigilante, but the government sends Superman after him to put him away. So Batman sets up the whole city to fight Superman. He puts on a suit. Uh, he has all these backup plans, these fucked up things. They actually beat Superman. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, I know the name of the comic, and that's the one where he kills all the superheroes. Batman does. I know the name of that. What was it called? I don't know about that one. But it, but it's like showing, and he's holding like Superman's cape in one hand, and he's got like because he, he has a contingency plan, right, for all the superheroes. Oh, that's a different comic. We can get into that later. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but long story short, Batman beats the shit as Superman, and everyone was mad because they're saying, but Superman. Um, He's stronger. Why doesn't he win? Superman's naive. He just thinks he's going to go to Batman. He's going to flick him with his finger and win. And Superman holds back when he fights because he doesn't want to kill Batman. He likes and respects Batman. Batman is so dick, he takes advantage of that. He knows Superman is like, punching him as hard as he can, and so he uses it to buy time to eventually beat him. Oh. So, How does he eventually beat him? Um, he synthesizes Krypton in his lab with like over years and years of money, and he gets a green arrow to shoot him in the back with it, basically, when he's distracted. Oh, there you go. And then the coolest scene is he's beating metaphors. Superman. Learn as, something new every day. Yeah, Meta- he's beating metaphors Superman. Metaphors right there, shooting him like, in the back. You're, like, basically a god, and you're awesome. And when you recover from this, you can remember, I was, like, the one motherfucker who beat you. Oh, and shit. And I'll haunt you forever. Well, did you – okay, sidetracking. Did you yeah. see the new Deadpool poster? Oh, uh, wait. I thought that was a fan-made one. With the umbrella? umbrella? Yeah, that was fan-made, but it was approved Uh, by Ryan Reynolds. Oh, did you see that picture? Mm -mm. So, you know how, like, there's all, like, the you know who Deadpool is, right? Mm -hmm. Break down Deadpool for me in in 45 seconds. 
Deadpool was a uh, mercenary. Slade Wilson, right? Uh, Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson. Slade is someone else. Slade's his dad, right? Deathstroke. That's, Deathstroke. That's Marvel. Or that's DC. Oh. Anyways, he was a mercenary dying of cancer. Uh, they offer him the Weapon X program, and they give him Wolverine's healing regenerative factor. But it, um, everyone else dies and goes crazy from it. But because he has cancer, it actually accelerates the cancer and it covers his body. But it works. He goes crazy, but he can heal basically just like Wolverine. But he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's like a scarred all over his body. So like he would like like to prove like and, he, and he's also like a really big smart ass. Right. So he would like well, he's insane. So but yeah. wouldn't it like he would like like walk up to people like you can't kill me. And like he'd shoot himself in yeah, the head exactly. and then like yeah, get yeah, back yeah. up and be like, I told you, like, I can't die. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he's nuts. But anyway, so there's a new poster, you know, how like like excuse me, like the Spider-Man posters or whatever, like Spider-Man's flying through the air and it looks mm-hmm. all like streamlined and perfect. But it's the same thing. It's like Deadpool flying through the air, like whatever. And he's holding like a pink umbrella. Cause that's like but who he's he falling, is. Like, yeah. He's going to like die, but he's going to come back. Anyway. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter anyways. <laughs> so he purposely like kills himself and stuff in fights. But I thought he had, didn't he have like some, um, doesn't he have the ability to like, like learn and mirror. So that's why like he can't be no. beaten in a fight. No, that's Taskmaster. Oh, Fuck me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he can't figure out Deadpool's style because Deadpool has no style because he's constantly just doing random shit. He just fights. He just yeah. like he'll be like man. fighting and then he'll start like dancing and shit. So you don't really know what he's. Gonna do. <laughs> what about your thoughts on the like the new? I was reading up about Ultron and like um, it's actually really, like really interesting. Did you like? What are your thoughts on it? I don't know much about Ultron the character, but I know it's going to lead into Marvel Civil War where um, the government wants to register heroes because a hero does something and like 400 people die and the people pass a law saying we want heroes to be basically law enforcement like we want to know your names and you get a paycheck iron man fights it but after the law passes he goes for pro registration so he thinks all superheroes should do that because he's getting bankrolled by the government so he can't well he thinks he's more so you know what this is what the people want it's democracy if they want us to register and our identities be known and us to be law enforcement it should be done and so him and a lot of heroes go that way. And um, Captain America says, you know what? Like, this is my right to do it as a like, vigilante, oh. basically. And he doesn't want that done. So he goes anti-registration um, with some of the other heroes. So it's actually Iron Man and superheroes versus Captain America and superheroes. But on top of that, some of the villains go, you know what? Like, I can get a paycheck and I still get to, like, wreck people for the government. Why not? So villains go with Iron Man and they work with him. And obviously some villains don't want to be register so they work with captain america so you have villains and heroes on both sides teaming up and i think it's crazy too how they've already planned out like you can look at a timeline for when all the next movies are going to be released like with the infinity stones and um shit i'm gonna get shit for forgetting his name what's the thanos for like thanos getting the infinity gauntlet and like it's all the movies have you seen it yet Mm -hmm. it's like through 2020 Every like year, they're gonna release a movie or two. Yeah, it's insane, yeah. and then like I think the Avengers as a whole are gonna deal with Thanos, and then I think in Captain America and Iron, uh, his own movie is gonna be the Civil War thing, which is interesting because Iron Man's gonna be an enemy, basically, right? Yeah. The be- the one funny thing about the comic about Civil War is the Punisher ends up getting roped into Captain America's side because Captain America captures him and says, "You're gonna work with us and be non-lethal." So he walks into a room, and Captain America points out these three like villains who aren't that big. And he's like, oh, this is like blah, 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 blah. They're on our side. And Frank goes, oh, okay. He pulls out a gun and just like shoots all three in the head because <laughs> he didn't understand that like they were he – just, he just can't understand like, oh, the bad guys are our allies kind of. So he like killed them and Captain America beat the shit out of them. Captain America's like, no, yeah. no, bro. Like, <laughs> cool. We yeah. have a misunderstanding here. Like. <laughs> but was, I was like, Frank was just like, oh, like register it for a second. Just bam, bam, bam. Just them. So. Yeah, I'm excited for the new Avengers movie. I want to see um, Hulkbuster ammo, um, armor. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And like, I thought like the new – did you see the new preview where they're actually talking with Ultron? 
Mm-hmm. And like Ultron's like, well, first off, uh, James Spader is like the actor that does the voice of Ultron. He's he always creepy. plays like creepy dudes. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor. And um, but he's you know he's having a conversation with Iron Man like he's like it's a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, in that new preview, I like how they do the Hulk the Hulkbuster ammo where he's got the armor where he's got the thing hovering and like every time a piece falls off, like a new piece yeah, comes yeah. and like regenerates and like. Wasn't like, you telling me, though, like, Hulk is, like, Hulk's the greatest superhero? Yeah, I mean, like, it takes the entire team of, like, heroes and stuff to put him down, and usually they can't. So I know the Hulk Buster armor is probably going to lose because, I mean, Hulk just gets angrier and bigger, and he just regenerates. Yeah, isn't that, like, um, he, he, like Red Hulk, right, where he turns into, like— I think Red Hulk um, is someone else, actually. I don't think—I'm not too big on Hulk, I don't know, but I think it's someone else. Like, the general who created Hulk ends up becoming Red Hulk. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, I love comic books, man. You know what's crazy is that it's. I I tried to get into them. Dave actually gave me some. I still have them, Mm -hmm. and I should probably give them back. I have like your. your I've I've read those like a hundred times. Your Deadpool comics and shit. But it's like it's crazy because I start getting going on it, and I and I fall down like the rabbit hole. And it's like, oh shit, I'm in House of M well, now. <laughs> like, yeah, where, yeah. where am I going? Because there's, it's a completely different universe. And like, yeah. one guy in one year, there could be like five different universes depending on who was writing about Superman that right. day and like whatever. Well, so. here's, here's why I think we like comic books is they're basically our mythology of our time because our heroes represent all the qualities that we like, right? So when people like Hercules back in Greece, he represented everything they liked, and he embodied that, and you could teach morals through that. I feel the same way about comics, and I think in hundreds of years, people are going to look at our comics, not as they were our religion like they were for ancient Greeks, but like, this is what this, uh, oh, hey, cowboy. This <laughs> we, is had cows, what, um, we had horses yeah, breathing he, at us. He agrees with me on this. On this there he is. <laughs> yeah. He, um, I think they'll look at our society hundreds of, years, hundreds of years later and think, oh, like this was Batman. Why did people like Batman? Oh, he had a dark side. He had no powers, but he still did this absurd thing of trying to fix the world. And I was yeah. like, I don't know who I was listening to. It might have been um, like either Kevin and Bean or Rogan or someone. But he was like, man, I watched the, the freaking Superman Batman trailers, even all the Batman. And I get bummed out. He's like, but then I watch the Avengers trailers and I get happy again. And yeah, he's like, yeah. they found like a hat. Like, you know what I mean? Because like that's like that different world and it's dark. And it's yeah, Avengers and Marvel tends to be a lot more, like you said, action oriented and not as like deep. jokes in here and there and stuff like that. Right. And, um, Iron Man has a dark side. He's actually an alcoholic. They never really, they kind of showed it, I think, in the second one or third one. But he has, he's pretty dark. But Batman and Superman together are so interesting because they're so different, but they have a mutual respect for each other. They have a love hate, almost like brothers. And there's a dark side to both of them. They both had, they bond because both of them are alienated in a world. Hmm. You know, they both lost their parents. Yeah. In a sense. Interesting. So, yeah. They were doing that on, um, on the Rose to Justin Bieber. God, there. that was so funny. Yeah, but there's like that joke where he said, like, yeah, you have something in common like with Superman and Batman. It's like, you know, you're lost your dad or something like that and your mom. It was like some weird yeah, joke yeah. about that, but, but it's true. But yeah, uh yeah. So okay, um so switching topics here. I think we've we'll probably come back to comic books later. But what um only because I'm interested about it, like what what was like tour life like? What were your well, okay, how many bands were you in? You're in three bands, right? Oh uh, well like I yeah. I would say like um, Dave, two bands. Can I get you to pull the mic? Oh, uh, pull them on class thanks, closer. I'm thanks, sorry. Buddy. This rare breeze hitting me. Ooh. No. Um, there, I was in. I would say, oh, fuck, I can't remember. Two bands that were like my band, but I would play for a lot of other people for money. And usually, how it goes is you're like a prostitute. It's pretty close. To, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, a musical. They, prostitute. they give you money. They leave money on the dresser. And they in the morning, say, and yeah, they leave. Do it just like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, to understand touring, you have to understand what it's like to be in a band. And the best way I can equate it is you're dating dudes. So if I'm in a band that's, with like three other guys, weird. it's like a relationship. Sounds about right. No, because you have to learn their tendencies. You have to learn what uh, makes them tick, what they like. Uh, you have to know when to say certain things. Basically, it's, you have to know, you know, how to deal with them. And it's so gay when you start a band. And I don't mean gay <laughs> as in like a derogatory sense. I mean gay as in like, like it's like homosexual. Like because, um, like let's say I want a guy to join my band. I'll go to his show and I'll watch his band play. Hey, yeah, hey, what's going on? You look Dang. good up there. Yeah, you know, yeah, I really <laughs> like your style, man. I really like what you do. I, I feel the same way. And like, I feel like these guys don't appreciate you as much as I would. <laughs> and like, you and I can make something beautiful let's together. Let's go tug. Like. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to be coy. And then let's say that guy joins your band. Then you have to deal with the jealous exes of like, oh, like you left my band. Like this guy is like nothing. Like we had something special, you know? So, you know, speaking like speaking of this, I'm going to sidetrack here, but um, Laura, Oh, we got some pigeons up there. There's going to be so many strange sounds on this podcast. <laughs> I love it. That's why I think we have to explain it. Cause people be like, what the, what the fuck is that noise in the background? Yeah. I was like, That's just a horse. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> don't worry about it. But um, no, Laura was asking me, dude. Cause so Dave and I, a little backstory, Dave and I have known each other since freshman year of high school. We went to um, an all boy high school together. Mm. <laughs> and so Laura and I last night, she, we're watching Into the Woods. It's whatever. And um, I was drinking. It was your choice. Kind of. Right? Like, wait, what's Into the Woods? It's that, that one. It's, no, it's a Disney movie, but it's based off of like um, all of the old like the Grim, Grim, uh, Grim the Grim Fairy okay, Tales. Okay. It was actually pretty good. Anna, but, Anna Kendrick's in that, right? Yeah, Anna Kendrick. But I was like, no, no, I wanted to watch it. And Emily Blunt. <laughs> Emily Blunt's in it too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Emily Blunt. Um, speaking speaking of those two, did you have you guys seen the uh, the show Lip Sync Battle? No. Oh, uh, it's pretty funny. I saw that like on the YouTube. Preview, well, Jimmy like Fallon started that, didn't he? Where they would mm-hmm. do the lip sync battles. Now it's its own show, oh, and it's God. hosted by. They'll um, put anything on TV, dude. Yeah, just like, ow, my balls. Now. We talked about that, dude. Oh, we, ta- there, we talked about. We talked <laughs> yeah, about yeah, um, <laughs> fucking uh, idiocracy on the last podcast. Uh, okay. Matt's never seen it. I'm surprised you can go home and watch it, you dick. But um, yeah, in, in all my in all my infinite amount of spare time, bro. I like. The, did you guys talk about the social theory as to why? It, Degraded into that eventually in the idiocracy like with, the with intelligent people not procreating, procreating and you know like, that's like a real thing that people think is possible. Yeah, we know it is. That's yeah, why we talked about it on the crazy. podcast. Yeah, okay. uh, the last guest was like a science guy, so no, he so go. he was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. breaking it down. But I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, my 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 brother's tarted and he's a pilot, yeah, he's so a pilot. Cool. so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, according to this, your shit's all fucked up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. So he goes to the doctor. <laughs> hey, Matt, he goes to the doctor and the doctor's looking at his charts, right? And in the future, six cigarettes look like cigars like, and that's a regular cigarette like so he's, so he's like smoking this cigarette <laughs> and, 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 and he, so the doctor is so the doctor's looking at his chart and he's like okay so um according to this your shit's all fucked up <laughs> and that's like his medical analysis and he's like and um you know you're a little tarted and he's like but, <laughs> but he's like but it's cool like my brother's tarted and he's a pilot so like <laughs> And I like how like they show like a like the landscape of the city and like buildings are falling over but they're held together with like big 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 like um, bungee cords like yeah, they're holding yeah, the buildings yeah. together like putting them stuff. together and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking about how brilliant Mike Judge is. Oh like, yeah, he's a, yeah. How ahead of his time he was, he really but like was. Um, well, before Into the Woods, you were talking about you're watching Into the Woods. Oh yes, okay. Now. So we were watching Into the Woods, and she asked me straight up. She goes, 
do you think you would be as comfortable in your sexuality if you didn't go to an all boys school? And I was like, I don't think so. I really don't think so. And she's like, well, why? And I was There's like, no way. you learn to appreciate yeah. women. Well, not just sure. that, but it's like you, you, you have to understand somebody's going to come up and grab your dick. Somebody's going to come up and try to put a finger in your butthole if you're just walking down the hallway. And like, if you fight it, it's just going to be 10 times worse. So it kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's just a way to, I see you thinking yeah, but, of it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking interesting. Like, I, I, I wonder if it's an insecurity thing. Like, why do guys have to act gay with each other to build camaraderie yet at the same time they're not gay just a heads up dave has a degree in psychology so well, that's I, why yeah, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting and it, you know how we could tell who was gay and who wasn't is the guys who reacted like the most violent or angry towards yeah that kind the of dudes stuff. they got fired up like so they'd come up and grab your ass but hey what the fuck man yeah. like and you know they come up and grab my ass but i'll give you an hour to stop that bro like you yeah, know they were always the strange ones and who later i've heard things about so i always think like why I don't know. It's just interesting, right? Yeah, but she was asking me that because because I was like, I'm not gonna lie, because Chris Pine is the the main prince or whatever. And I'm like, Chris Pine's a good looking guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, you can say a guy is good looking. You can say a guy's good looking. And, yeah. and and it's not. You know what happens to me though? You know, you always have your friends who are girls who are always like, hey, like hook me up with the guy, like you know, send me out someone. So I'll pick out a guy who I think is good looking. Like, oh yeah, you know, so and so good looking guy. And right? you've been and you've been riding Macklemore for a while. Did so. that, I think that horse just fucking spit all over you. Sneeze all over. Yeah, me. he did that. He did that earlier that's to me. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll be like, yeah, that's a good looking guy. Then I'll bring him to a party or bring him with a girl. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, so here's like so-and-so, right? And she'll be like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah he's second guess or whatever. Like, oh, no. And then she'll point to the most Cro-Magnum looking motherfucker. <laughs> a, guy, a guy to me who Like looks, club her over the head and take her back to yeah, his cave. Like, like, like? Big, you know, <laughs> big eyebrow, like big jaw, like looks like he's like fucking figuring out how like a hammer and a nail work. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, that guy's fucking hot. And. I think it's because as guys, we look at, like, I think that guy that I try to set up with has feminine qualities. Oh, yeah. So that's what I find. Uh, that's, we're getting into this. We're getting and, into um, this. Real quick before mm. I get too sidetracked, I did a study. Uh, we had to pick some, like, touchy subject to do in psychology. So it was evolution. It was evolutionary psychology. Okay, Pedro and Red are, are uh, at on. each other's bases. This, right I don't want to get kicked in the pretty, dick by this horse. <laughs> so <laughs> can I, like, <laughs> pretty sure Jake's about to have a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro just forced him out. And so we're going to see. Um, See, if okay. you get kicked in the face by a horse, you're going to have a bad time. Bad time <laughs> sure. Yeah, so the donkey and the horse are having a little bit of a lover's quarrel. Well, the interesting about uh, donkeys that not a lot of people know is people turn them out with their horses, and they bond really easily. Horses can't really fight that well for themselves, so if coyotes come, they just kind of run, and they can kind of, like, kick, but they can't do much. Is donkeys it because they don't have opposable thumbs? Uh, Maybe. They can't use weapons. I yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, so, all right. <laughs> but donkeys are—they—they—they're not very mobile, so they've had to learn how to fight, and they can fucking kill wolves, coyotes, anything. So you turn out the donkeys with the horses, and they'll fuck like anything up. That so they're like outsourcing their their fighting to the donkeys. Yeah, and the, but the donkeys bond. are like bodyguards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Interesting. And they bond. It's <laughs> a lot security. of times when you're like, um, what? They're, they're the private security. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Of the livestock world. And then um. But so when you're riding with horses, sometimes they see a donkey and they just want to charge and hang out with that donkey because they've associated like, oh, that's my friend, my protector. Interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah. why they're like playing around. So back to what we we're talking about. Yeah. Because like Laura and I will be watching oh. a movie and like, you know, she'll be like, like, OK, straight up. Like, Jake, do you think that guy's that guy's good looking? Right. And I'll be like, yeah, it's a good looking guy. And she'll be like, yeah, I don't find him that attractive. But but Zac Efron on the other hand, and, and I'm like, he looks like a little like uh, he looks strange to you or something. right? Like you can't like I don't find I don't think as a male. 
as a heterosexual male, I do not think Zac Efron is like a no, good looking no, guy. No, 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 now, agree. Dave Franco, on the other hand, because those are Laura's two favorites. She likes Dave Franco. Who's Dave Franco? James Franco's little brother. Oh, see, that's someone I would, like a girl would point to. I'd be like, that fucking guy? I think yeah. that's a good looking guy. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, but then like, but like Zac Efron, on the other hand, I'm like, nah, it's not. I don't know. But then she thinks my taste in women, like I think Khaleesi from Game of Thrones is mm-hmm. the most beautiful human being on this planet. Is that the one with the white hair? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Amelia Clark is her name. Wow, I just pulled that out. But like, I'll be like, yeah, Amelia Clark and like Scarlett Johansson. Like, I'm like, they're beautiful. And she's like, really? <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, and all of a sudden, she's like, she's like, does she get upset because now she thinks like she? I've heard that too. Like, well, I look nothing yeah. like them. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, yeah. I look nothing like Zac Efron. So yeah, like, exactly. what do you? <laughs> how do you think man. I feel? Yeah, like you know. So, but it, it, I think it's just all women and men, men and women are like that. You know what I mean? If you say you find someone attractive, like, yeah, okay, that's a good looking person, but obviously she's chosen. To, whoa. Obviously, she's chosen to be with me, so it's not like I have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's all you know, what I think, too, Obviously, they start to think, like, if you name a girl who has big boobs, let's say, and then she doesn't have boobs, it's like all of a sudden you've started war. Oh, like, yeah. Anybody. You know what I mean? Or anybody. any quality yeah. at Any all. quality at all. Like, yeah. she's got oh, she's got beautiful eyes. Well, I don't have those eyes. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see your next two weeks just, like, planned out. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> Go to work. Like, keep my head down. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Looks like I'm going to be eating McDonald's yeah. a lot. celebrity that looks like the girl and then say, that's my new crush. And then... <laughs> God, who looks like my? Okay, yeah, like, don't go with that. but um, um, yeah, real quick. So um, I did a study about. Oh yeah, back as to evolutionary that. psychology, right? I think I know you'd find this interesting. Why do guys rape other guys in jail, right? Dominance. Well, there's it's more to it, and because from an evolutionary perspective, why would someone who's a heterosexual male even want to stick his dick in there? Because it's all about procreation. Like we we have ingrained. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why men find women with like right. big butts attractive yeah, yeah, yeah. and like stuff like that because but still it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you're, you're sticking your cock into another guy's butt. I mean, a baby's not going to come out. <laughs> exactly. So when I did research into it, someone had already done the research, obviously. And what it found uh, out is, did like, you cite your sources? Uh, at the time, I can't remember them right now. Did you go into turnitin.com? Like, no, did you? no, no, no. I, my jo- my job was to find research, bring it back. Uh, and then, you know so you I mean? had it like, easy. That was easy. Well, yeah, I can't go fucking to a prison and run my own research on this stuff. I mean, I'm a fucking college why, student. Why not? <sighs> really? Just, I'm just asking. Because that, that wasn't what the assignment was. Okay. And if that if it required that much <laughs> I effort, accept, I, I accept have that answer. For <laughs> <laughs> sure, I would have quit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they found out that all of the guys who the majority of them, like eighty percent of the guys who get raped, have feminine qualities. They're not big. Well, yeah, it was guys. like in a, that. What is that? That Adam Sandler movie, The Longest Yard, mm-hmm. where he's like, um, what's his name? The the uh, the the black guy. He's a comedian. Um, Whatever. Yeah, but he's dressed as a, as a girl in prison. I, you my boo too, girl. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh. Um, David like, Al- no, not David Allen Not Greer, David right. Allen Greer. And that's Tracy race, Morgan. That's racist that you think that David No, no, no Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy yeah. Morgan. Yeah. A good mo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they all have feminine qualities. And so even as a, it made sense from an evolutionary perspective. I think it wouldn't. I didn't think it would, but it did. So even when they're looking for someone to use to dominate they have to have feminine qualities it's just about like it's just about the the, the urge the domination urge but they're not like finding another big strong guy to do to the guy has to be feminine as possible interesting which is interesting but yeah. wasn't it like in greek culture too and like even in roman culture wouldn't they try to like to to you know do it as it were 
we're listening we're listening as an explicit podcast so when they like yeah. they wanted to screw like the strongest men right wasn't that like a sign yeah, of like yeah, they felt yeah, like that made them powerful because right. uh they they got their their spirit or something from that other I think person it was like a bonding made them stronger. Yeah, it was like a bonding experience. I know like Spartans would think it would well, that's be a better warrior. That's what's funny. Everybody was like, oh yeah, 300. Like those dudes are badass. I'm oh, like, you know they're all screwing each other, they're right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I thought that was supposed to be kind of implied with like the way they dressed and acted. There was very like... They didn't but, care about women. I mean, but there was very stuff where like he'd walk up and he'd be like, yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. I was told that even in Greek culture and all that, too, if you were the guy getting it, like you were the receiver, you were kind of like still you were still kind of viewed as like the feminine one. Like, so if two buddies were talking and be like, oh, yeah, I always like plug him in the butt. They would like giggle about it. Like, oh, he's the girl. Of well, did you watch um, did you watch uh, Spartacus at all? No, the show. To, you know, um, I, Tone, yeah. Arrington told me like, "Oh, watch Spartacus. It's a great show." So I'm like channel surfing. I go to Spartacus. <laughs> dude. And one dude's blowing another dude. I was like, "It's uh, a really like, hey." <laughs> I was like, "I'm not watching." Like, okay, that's, straight up. That's the scene no, 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 you no. flipped into. No, straight up. <laughs> hey, Matt. Matt, it's one of the most graphic shows I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's that's how it was, which is why like I'm okay with it. Like my mom tried to watch it and she watched one episode. She's like, "I can't watch this shit." But like yeah. it was weird because like the dude that like owned all the all the gladiators because gladiators were slaves, mm-hmm. and the guy that owned all the gladiators would like pick the strongest gladiator to like come have sex with him. It wasn't and it but it was like a sign of like power. It wasn't right. like yeah. you know how yeah. we look at it today. You know what I mean? It's whoa, got yeah. Flying we're like here. we're not like talking with our hands. There was a lot of fucking flies. Yeah, we're not. I got a lot of flies going on here. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, there's t- there's tons. They're all. And now we got light. a dog. There's big, we got big old piles of horse shit. So <laughs> we got we got a dog under us too. I think it's Franny. It's yeah, it might us. be Franny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a, this is the first and last time we do it. <laughs> in a barn. <laughs> in a barn. But yeah. it's, it's good. It adds it's to it. Yeah. I think we're going to have like the most definitely like diverse locations of our podcast when yeah. it comes to like people <laughs> people watching the videos. Like, what the hell? <laughs> we got yeah. horse shit. Already. Okay, so back to touring. Okay. Um, oh, all right, all right. So I was telling you about how I have to explain that dynamic. So you're. It you're, makes sense. Yeah. It's, and the funny thing, too, is when you kick someone out of a band. So like you give him a call like hey I mean, man was it me it's not me it's no, you I swear to God it's like that you're like it's not you know what? hey man it's not working you he answers the phone like wow I can't wait for like the show this weekend it's like yeah about that it's not working out like what, what do you mean it's not working out like I just feel like you're, you're not meshing with the band you're not giving as much commitment blah blah, blah. and then and then it's always like I you can feel change. distant yeah you yeah feel yeah distant yeah. I can like, change like, talks and like I can change I could you know we've already found oh. somebody else oh, oh. that's oh. a big one. Oh, there it goes there oh, it is right yeah. next to me it's pretty dry. See how that one's more wet? This is more dry, so I don't know what's going on there. Oh, I saw I saw the pink tube sock. No, 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 that's not. Yeah. I got breathed in my mouth, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I breathed that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that one reeks. <laughs> oh my I'm god. Be- oh, it just hit me. <laughs> yeah. It's like an uppercut. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, it's so oh bad. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> my eyes are watering. Whose idea was it to record in a barn? Uh, uh, I'm breathing through me. trouble. But Dear God, can we, can we maybe pick that up? <laughs> There's no way. I'm breathing through my mouth. I can't do it. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, I can maybe text my mom. Maybe she can come check <laughs> Mom, I got some shit. Yeah, we're trying to talk. But I got some shit. You're trying to like breathe in concrete right now. That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I can taste it. Oh, that's going to be, uh, I can't wait to uh, hear that back. Uh, <laughs> like, it's going to be great. <laughs> that is some fucked up repugnant shit. Right? <laughs> okay. Oh my uh, God. Now there's more flies. Oh God. All right. Um, so yeah, you're trying to kick someone out of the band. It's like breaking up with someone. <laughs> so going on tour is like going on a trip with like, imagine three girlfriends with different personalities. So, um, you know, some people are hyperactive, some sleep a lot. And so that can cause drama. But it's really uh, like you're, you're trying. <laughs> you can't even focus now. Okay, I'm listening. No, we're good. Oh, okay, we're good. good. I'm breathing through my mouth. Yeah, we'll, you'll, we'll get used to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, like a, it's like a, I don't think that's something I want to get I used to. Yeah, I can't like, wait for that. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like it's a bonding experience. You definitely feel closer to the people you go. And um, just the great stories you have every night. Because every night you're in a different city, meeting different people, different adventures. And uh, every night something cool happens. It's a bonding experience. Uh, but it's like you're a traveling band of gypsies because sometimes you're crashing with these people. Sometimes you get a hotel room. Sometimes you have to sleep in the van. And uh, the first week's always the toughest, first maybe one or two. And then you, you get used to not showering, you know. And then uh, it's just part of life. What is it like? Okay, so like maybe you don't have an answer for this, but what was like the draw um, – back in like the the beginning days of like you know the big rock bands and stuff like that like why the hell would they trash places and like what was like just because they could or uh, what well because here's the thing heroin yeah drugs well, heroin kind of like like put you down but all the creative yeah, people hey, just I a, know, just a sidetrack here dave wasn't fucking kidding like i can breathe through my nose now like you get used to it yeah weird yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if it's like less because his assholes actually close or something <laughs> yeah. but like you just get used to it you know, <laughs> desensitized yeah um I know a lot of the creative people I know are crazy. Like the more creative you are, the more lonely, depressed. What was crazy uh? You are. What's his nuts, dude? Um, Spectre. What was his first name? Phil Spectre. Exactly. Phil Spectre. Like, did you watch that movie about him where he like? Yeah, but that movie's all bullshit. You think so? Really? It's completely, completely bullshit. That was totally like a pro Phil Spectre. He fucking did it, and uh, whoever wrote that, like the the victims' families were fucking pissed and went to court over. Well, they were talking because they were talking about like how they're saying like she was loaded and she was dicking with the gun. And then, like, whatever. So did you see it, like, when they were interviewing for the jury and they had this person put a fake gun in their mouth and their finger on the trigger? And they were talking to the person and they yelled at him and, and the trigger was connected to a light. So if the trigger was pulled, the light would go off. Okay. So yeah, but there's so much history before that about how Phil Spector was. And Leonard Cohen did an album with him, and he said it was a culture of gun. He said you couldn't eat a sandwich without finding a fucking gun in it. There was people, bodyguards, everyone had guns while they were recording. A violinist messed up a track, and he pulled a gun out on the violinist. Like, I will fucking shoot you if you don't do what I want. I mean, the evidence is so on the side that Phil Spector did it. I hear someone peeing. Don Pedro. I think Pedro's, yeah, pissing. We got, so, we got a donkey is piss that, going Is on. that coming in on the audio? Oh, oh it will. Oh, yeah, yeah. When oh, we wow, were, so wow. it's, it sounds like, like, because in the last podcast, I noticed, remember, the, the water kept running? Uh-huh. It's, it's like somebody turned on a hose. That's like, no, exactly it's, what it it's is. Big old horse dick. Oh, sorry. I know, I'm sorry, buddy. So, yeah, Phil Spector definitely did it. I mean, it's pretty much, I, I would say so. <laughs> um, yeah, so the reason why they trash rooms is you have these really creative, crazy people who are lonely. And the thing is, people think when you're touring that you're seeing new stuff all the time and that, like, it's interesting. A lot of times, it's it's, it's the joke You're only is, there for, like, X amount of time. Right. It's called, hur- the joke is, hurry up and wait. So the, the promoter says, get here by five you have to be here by five and it's only telling you that because every other band is like three hours late so you get there at five it's like oh we'll actually check ins at eight so you don't even really get to see the city sometimes i'm just chilling in a bar an empty bar for three hours just trying to kill time before we have to do sound check so a lot of rock stars um they go crazy because there's 
the place has changed, but the hotel rooms all look the same. A lot of the venue backstages look the same. So what do they do when you have nervous energy? You just thrash it, and they mm-hmm. know it's going to get taken care of. But what a lot of people don't know is that I think that ends up coming out of their own paycheck because um, they pay for their own tours. That's not like a record company. Well, when right? we were okay, so when we were drunk at Stagecoach last year, we talked about. <laughs> I don't know if you remember it. It was when Mike was cooking his gray meat and um, <laughs> alien. And meat. we were talking about. Oh like, yeah, the alien meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the alien meat. And sidetrack our buddy, our buddy, Alpha Male, right? <laughs> That's code name. The judge or Alpha, alpha male, male. The judge or yeah, the Alpha yeah. Male. He throws some meat on the grill, and this meat did not look right. It was gray meat, and it just it looked like an alien. But he was fucked up. Yeah, and he was also like like you know. We, I'm a man. Like yeah, this yeah, meat is yeah, fine, yeah, and we're yeah, like, yeah. all right, man. Like if you say so, and then like everybody ended up getting sick from the meat. Yeah, yeah. Well, just he just ate it. But the thing is, too, what's funny is he was so messed up. He thought the meat was on there for like 20 minutes, when in actuality, it only been on there for five. Oh yeah, who was it? Like wasn't it David Tell? It's like some people call it blacking out. I call it time travel. He, he seriously, time <laughs> like, travel. very true. So. Yeah, he thought it has been on there for 20 minutes, but he dozed off and woke up and thought 20 minutes had passed. <laughs> so it was already bad meat that's only been on there for like five minutes. So uh, yeah. there's, there's, she's calling – this dog's going to come running up. Oh, uh, she's calling the dog. She's whistling the dog, yeah. Um, so uh, what were we talking about? Oh, so yeah, you and I talked about that, and you actually taught me a bunch of shit that I didn't even know. That like basically like the bands get paid um, – and it's like like they owe the record label. It's like they're taking a loan from the record label. That, that was how it was back in the day. Yeah, they would say, and I, I'm sorry if I'm wrong on this. I don't know if, if exactly it's what I was. Told. We don't have any Wi-Fi, so I can't Google Google yeah, fact check do. Dave. But exactly. it makes uh, it for a fun show. They you would, guys Google it and leave us comments about how we're assholes. Yeah, I don't care. let me know what I don't <laughs> know and what an amateur I am because I agree. Um, I think back in the day they would say, "You're signed to our label. Here's so and so amount of money to make uh, a record." And but that money is on loan, and basically you, the record after the record's made, they pay for it. They own the record, and then that's when they go like make money, and then you have to pay them back the money they loaned you. I'm, I think this is like '60s, '70s kind of stuff. And a lot of bands who weren't ultra successful ended up in debt to the record company. That's why a lot of these '80s rock stars are all like in debt because the tours cost more money than they're pulling in. They were saying, I want this big stage show and like, let's trash the room. That all came out of their pocket. The record company's not just shelling money <clears throat> for tour and this. For people to be idiots, that. they're like. Yeah, and so I think artists only made like a couple pennies for every record that was sold and that's where the company make their money, where bands are supposed to make their money on tour selling shirts. Well, do you think like, because you've been in the music industry, do you think that like, um, <coughs> excuse me, this whole idea of like iTunes and everything is ruining Record companies. Yeah, but it's almost like karma because they used to like. It's like fuck them, right? Yeah, like, they you guys used are to jerk fuck offs. over so right. many artists back in the day, and because what did they have back then that that artists didn't have connections? They knew the radio stations, which was how you got payola, music right? Exactly. They had all that. Now you don't need that. Now I don't have to listen to what's on K Rock. I can just go to Spotify or you know look up anything, any kind of alternative radio. So every power that they had is basically. What's uh, the? Uh, do you know what the percentage is for iTunes payout? For an artist, um, I don't know exactly. A lot <laughs> of them charge a dollar twenty nine, and that's the way that they can end up getting a dollar per song. Yeah, I want to say it's a decent percentage that oh, like much Apple, higher Apple doesn't take much of a cut. Yeah. Like they take a cut. Obviously. Well, they're fine. But Apple's Apple doesn't need to make money. Obviously, you know it's not it's not in a business's right mind to go. Okay, hey, we made a hundred million dollars last year. 
let's try to shoot for a hundred million again. You know, yeah. they want to do. I want to say, I want to say it's tipped in the artist's favor, which it usually is. it's not. Usually it's tipped in the company's. Well, favor. because the, uh, well, here's the thing too, dude. I was listening to I don't know who I was listening to, but they were talking about like that's where this world is going. And yeah. when it came to like piracy and the artists and stuff like that, it's like okay, look, would you rather make ten dollars off of one artist? Or would you rather make $50 off of 50 artists? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you get the artist in there. You give them a little bit more than you would. And guess what? You're going to keep getting more and more artists. Exactly. But it was also like the forward thinking of, you know, this whole idea of like piracy, right? Mm-hmm. And and how a lot of people out there, like like when, um, what's that douche from Metallica? Um, Lars. 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 So when Lars went after Napster for it, right? And he was claiming he's coming after us. Well, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And <laughs> and how he, and how he claimed like theft, right? But like, it's not really theft. Nothing was stolen because if I take a song, and I come over to your house and I play you the song, right? Is it theft? And you're hearing it. You're not stealing it. So why but, can't I give you, you that song? You purchased the mechanical rights. Yeah. to That it's that doesn't it's mean. It's, remember and the yes, first if you show bring that, when we talked about copyright stuff. Yeah, that's what it falls into. I don't know. To me, it's just like I, I maybe I think too open source. But to me, it's like if I buy a song, I'm going to play you're it for you anyways. To bring it, you're, you're choosing to bring that copy to me to play it. But there's only one copy of that CD, which is going to leave with you. You can let me borrow it and I can listen to it. You bought the mechanical rights to that thing. If, if you were to copy it, burn me the CD <laughs> and give it to me, that is theft. It's, I mean, it's the same thing as like if I could... Um, if I wanted to buy a car and we could like carbon copy a car just magically by like, and you, and we carbon copied your car and gave it to me. And it's as I did steal from that company. Cause in reality I should have just gone to that company and bought that car. Same. I don't know if I agree with that. If is that the same lo- logic? Yeah. It's about, it's along yeah, the, because same line. the design and everything that went into it. Cause like a guy make, that's the thing is like writing a song and recording it. It's work and it's, it put people with their heart and souls into it. So the fact that like someone could just give it to me and I didn't have to pay for what they contributed into that, it's kind of unfair. Well, this is why I kind of wanted to talk to an artist because I, I, I don't believe that. So that's oh. why I kind of want to talk to a friend that was an artist rather than some, you know, yeah. jerk off on here that get fired up at me. But that's the whole thing too. They were talking about how, um, how like HBO go, for example, like the president of HBO mm. and this is where the world needs to go. Okay. So here's, here's a good example, a little tangent. So at my work, Right. Nobody knows where I work, by the way. So don't, so don't yeah, drop. Right, right. But um, at my work, we have these coffee machines, these futuristic coffee, mach- coffee machines. You walk in there, you press three buttons and it makes you whatever coffee you want, whatever. Right. We had this. Um, <clears throat> we don't know if he's homeless or what, but he comes in every day and he gets his coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have this family that comes in every day and this family gets their coffee from us every day. Right. It's just something they do. They know we got the free coffee yeah. machine. So we went up to our owner. And we were like, hey, like, you know, we don't want these people coming in here. What should we do? And he goes, let them come in. And we're like, what do you mean? And he goes, that coffee cost me two cents to fill up that cup of coffee. And he goes, but if I got people coming in here, bringing their family in here, telling their friends about us, you know what I mean? He's he's like, eventually someone's going to, you know, someone's going to buy something. If you get enough people in here, Mm. someone's going to buy something eventually. And it's costing me, you know, two, three cents, a cup of coffee, whatever. And like... I remember my, my direct superior was kind of like, wow, I uh, never, yeah. I never looked, I looked at it, some homeless guy coming in here, but if it's, it's like the cheapest advertisement you could have, that's what I'm saying. We never looked at it like that. And that's what the, what's kind of cool about the, the CEO of HBO had just announced that he was like, please share your HBO go passwords, like share your HBO go accounts. 
he was telling people to right. do it because eventually, you know what I mean? Right. Because only one person can be on HBO Go at a time. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. I share it with you and we yeah. both want to watch something and work, I've yeah. got you hooked and I'm hooked, <laughs> right. eventually I'm going to go, okay, man, you got your taste. You know, it's fourteen ninety nine a month. Pay for your own HBO Go. Right. And you're going to do it because you already know you like it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like drugs. Well, but let, me, okay, let me flip it on you then. So, like, this podcast takes... You got to had to buy equipment. It takes your time up, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And let's say this was your only means of living, and then you found out people were uh, listening for free. Basically, um, wouldn't that upset you? Because they're listening for free, and they're never at any point have the incentive to actually pay for this podcast. And I'm not saying it's like right or wrong, but because you guys put so much work into it, and it's not something I feel like people don't appreciate. Like that car example. Like that car took time to design. Well, that's what like that's but see, I'm a firm believer in that this podcast should be free because because you're you're never you're never going to have to pay to listen to the podcast. If you feel that out of the, you know, the goodness of your heart that you want to donate, donate to us. us, (laughs) That's a different story. But no. um, But like, for example, there's certain podcasters out there like um, I know that there's um, Joey Diaz. Mm-hmm. That's always on. Um, he's one of like Joe Rogan's best friends, yeah. and he does a bunch of. Po- he has his own podcast, and it's like six ninety nine an episode. Mm-hmm. If you want to right, listen to right, his right. podcast, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, like there, it'll be a cold a, day that's in a hell. Growing trend too, and um, actually, YouTube is going to start doing a paid subscription service also for no advertisements. For no advertisements. But that's what like, and that's another thing too that I can't stand about podcasts. It's like. Let's just say in the future we start getting sponsors, which is we hope it will happen eventually. You know, if anybody out there wants to sponsor us, yeah. uh, whiskeybabble at gmail.com. Um, send us an email. But um, <laughs> but not but like but like the people that like actually pause their podcasts for a commercial break, yeah. like Chael Sonnen does it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it drives me ape shit. I'm oh, like, dude, yeah, I know. I'm listening to this free pod. I understand the reason it's free is because you have sponsors. I get it. Yeah. But it's like, dude, like, like Rogan, for example, or, um, Rogan like, at the yeah, he was peddling flashlight. What? For a while. For, for a while. <laughs> yeah. But no, but I'm saying they do it before the show and after the show, not in between the show, uh-huh. because I think it's kind of rude to the listeners. If, you're going to listen. But it's their podcast. You, you know, it's, 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 I, I, I get I it. It's intellectual freedom and it's the artist's expression and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I but feel just, that it, it's fine if, if you're it cheapens p- the podcast though. It's I like, think it does. it's like, I'm trying to sell my wares to you. Like, yeah. And, and all right, I already got you. I already got you for 30 minutes now. Okay. Let me pause for a two minute break while I pedal my wares. Like, it's just, I think it's good. I think it's like, it's, it's a business agreement. You're, I know you're a capitalist. You believe big time. We're, we're capitalists in nature. So my point was, you put effort into something, you want reward for it. Very rarely do people want to put something into it and give it out for free. I'm not saying like that's, that's wrong, but um, if someone wants to get paid for something for effort and time they put into it, I think it's wrong for people to steal it um, because they don't see the force. They don't see that it, people. It takes time, like all this equipment you guys bought. Agreed. And it goes back to music, like. Writing the song, um, recording it costs money. You know, putting it out, all this stuff costs money. And then for some like person just to steal it, it's kind of it's kind of. But up. I guess what what makes me pissed off is the whole idea of like, like someone like Lars who's got a net worth of one hundred and fifty million dollars, right? Bitching about pennies and that's, from. Yeah, and that's what Hetfield said. The you know singer guitar player is like, dude, we make most of our money from shirts and touring anyway. So that so that is why. 
a concert shirt is $65. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh, making sure. That's what they call their <laughs> I'd rather go find that shit on Amazon, like, go <laughs> so, on with my life. I'm pretty sure Headfield was, yeah, telling Lars, like, dude, the record company's the one's getting fucked over on this Napster shit. Like, we're, we're losing a very small percentage. I think that's what the argument was. Um, and the, But, you know, there are some artists who are against iTunes. Like, you know, the Beatles weren't on iTunes for, like, a really long oh, yeah. time. Well, Michael yeah. Jackson owned majority of the rights to Beatles songs. And I think oh, after, yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. I think after he passed away, they started selling his estate. That's probably what it and was. And that's when we started to see songs come on to. Um, who else? Like Garth Brooks isn't on iTunes. Big time. He does his own entire. Right. Um, you can only buy Garth Brooks music through his website. And I forget the other guys, but they're saying that they actually bigger artists lose money on iTunes <laughs> for some reason. I, I don't know what the logic is, but some people are like against it. Really? I see, I, I I personally I think it's brilliant, and I, I think, think it's good. Whole, well, as an artist, an upcoming artist, <laughs> it's amazing because. Like I was saying before, record companies had the power to put you on the radio. Like I have all these connections. Now you can make your own connections. But see, when it comes to like, okay, here's an, here's a prime example. Like back in the day, I used to use LimeWire. Yeah. Right. Which LimeWire was like uh, like Napster, it, right. but it, but it was peer to peer. The the post. Unlike Napster, which was like a direct download from someone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was like it like kind of started like BitTorrenting. It kind of brought it, in BitTorrent. Yeah, it was like the precursor to torrents. To BitTorrents. Mm-hmm. And um, see the difference just for our listeners out there. When you do like a direct download like Napster, um, Dave would put a song on and I would directly download it from Dave. So it was really easy to go- know who the hell posted it and who the hell was downloading it. When it comes to BitTorrenting. Um, Real quick, when you used the Napster, did people troll you? And they would let you download the song, and then right before it got to one hundred percent, they would cancel it. No, I would no, get I like know. I would get advertisements. Ha- I would get oh. like like if I was downloading an Eminem song, it'd be like, oh, I want to download a new Eminem song. I would download it and play it, and it'd be like, this is you know an advertisement, or like stealing is wrong, <laughs> stealing is wrong for like ten minutes. I was like, ah, oh, damn it, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> not like, again. <laughs> like, real quick too, because I use Napster, and this is why I like Napster. I would pick like three songs from a band and if I like the street songs I would go buy their album and yeah. I would never have learned of those bands otherwise okay that's, that's where I was going that's where I was going with this I went so when I was using LimeWire back in the day and I was really into hardcore music remember I went through my oh, phase yeah, yeah. um but I would find a lot of new artists and I would be like okay cool I like this artist oh they're playing that chain reaction on Tuesday night cool I'm gonna go buy a ticket and go and I think that's what a lot of like the 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 forward-thinking, progressive, like people, when it comes to the idea of stealing, right. I think that that's how they're looking at it. They're like, dude, nobody would have fucking heard of my band if if it wasn't yeah. free. Exactly. And and like I I got to somebody. Okay, you could steal it, but I've never heard of that band. And now that I've heard that band, I'm like, cool. I want to go hear them now and yeah, see them no, live. Yeah, no, it's a good way of promotion. And also too, I've been burned by buying. I have to buy the whole record, and there's one song I like, and the rest of the record is filler. Well, dude, Chael Sonnen was talking about that on his last podcast, and he was like, or no, maybe it was Rogan. I don't know. One of those people. Um, I listened to a few podcasts uh, for everybody oh, out there. No so. way. I wouldn't ever have guessed. Oh, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, it's better than the fucking radio. Yeah, it really they, is, though. They're saying that it's the way, like, the radio's <laughs> old news, dude. Like, it's only a matter of time before there's more no K-Rock I, and I shit. I didn't start listening to to podcasts until you really started talking about it like yeah. right before we started doing this and then you started and listening to him now that's basically all i listen I mean, to i'm still drinking what are you doing i haven't seen you take any sips on this i've been drinking this whole time you drinking at all yeah 
I've been drinking this whole time. Oh, it's easy now. He's a thirsty man. <laughs> I've literally been drinking this entire podcast. <laughs> Dave just took my glass and drank my whiskey. Um, pour some this more, is a, dude. This is a first on I was uh, kidding whiskey about, I was kidding about what I said earlier. Yeah, it's an expensive bottle, but if you want some, drink it. I don't give a shit. Jake was crying earlier. So don't drink all my whiskey. Well, I'm not crying earlier. Should just, I be insulted? Do you think I could drink all that? I think you could. Uh, well, here's a little backstory to Dave. Dave didn't drink until he was fucking 42. So yeah, we can't. I started, I started real late. When did yeah. you start drinking? 24, I believe. Whoa. Yeah. I started drinking until I was 24. You know wow. what, Dave? I didn't drink, though, because it helped me get jobs as a touring musician because I'm, I'm not the best, you know, compared to other guys who are really good. But the second I let them know, uh, hey, out, I don't drink. Label and out. I, and I like. Label out. Label out. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I would let them know I'm not the best, but hey, I don't drink. And, um,. <laughs> Uh, I'll drive late at night. I'd get hired over other guys. Right. Well, see, you're back in high school, man. You're more, li- you're more reliable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we used to have these house parties back in the day. And you know, that was like the cool thing about our high school too was like there was v- some very affluent people there. And when it came to like affluent people, the parents were always usually gone. Mm. So we had a lot of house parties in high school. Oh, I poured you some. Okay. And um, when uh, we were at a house party one time and Dave – we charged like what? Remember, it was like three dollars a cup. Oh my god! So we made right. Dave. We made Dave sit by the keg. I had like a blonde mohawk. He had like a blonde the, mohawk <laughs> at the time. Black shirt. And he had his feet up on the keg. And then a and baseball then, bat. And a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. And unless they had a red cup, they weren't getting beer. And he's like sitting back there, like re- he's like reading Louis L'Amour. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was reading something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, and the people would come. Oh, sorry, oh, kick the mic. Whoa, kick the mic there, guys. Hold on, a little technical difficulty here. All right. Um, and we had made a pretty good chunk yeah, of money. People yeah, people would come in there and he'd be like, "No, that's a blue cup. Get the fuck out of here." And they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And "They'd be like, no, like they gave me this blue cup." And he'd be like, "No, no, they didn't. Like this is bullshit. Like go on with your life." And that's, that's the thing awesome. is like my sobriety actually I would make profit that way, driving people home, doing that kind of stuff, uh, keg guarding. Uh, getting a lot of times, a lot. Dave has saved my ass more than once. I yeah. will give him credit for that. Where he's gotten me in a bed safe more than once and in my life too. and naked. Yeah, we don't yeah, want to yeah. talk about that night. Wasn't there a picture? Circulated you and me in bed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I, I, but you know what's funny? I remember, I remember how it happened. I vaguely remember that night, but it was like a really controversial no, someone picture. Left their, no, someone left their camera there. So we were taking pictures of like our balls and like funny stuff. <laughs> and then one of the photos, we just like, we were doing random stuff. One of them was us like spooning in bed. <laughs> that girl got the camera eventually and they're like mortified by like all the stuff we put on it. She ended up posting that photo of you and me in bed on some site somewhere. I, I remember know, it was yeah. on, it was online. It was online. Really? And it was a picture of like, I remember like I was laying in bed like this, like, yeah, pretending was, like, to be asleep. It was and like Dave was like cuddled behind me, like yeah. with his face up. <laughs> but our shirts were off. It looked our like we shirts were, were off. It looked, it looked brutal. <laughs> but like, yeah, I remember that. The best that. part is we didn't care. Yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, but, all right. <laughs> well, fuck it. It's funny. <laughs> but, um, there was, okay. Well, we were talking about that. I was Friday, gonna, I didn't drink till 20. You didn't drink. You saved my – I don't know. I was going to go off on a tangent, but that's the worst thing about tangents. You always forget what you're going to talk about. Okay, so that's that. That's kind of like where, where like I'm my stand is on the whole like um, the whole illegal downloading thing because like, yes, I understand like, okay, yeah, it's, it's somebody's creative work. I get that. And it's somebody yeah. put a lot of time and effort into it. I get that. But – would you rather, you know, they charge and you're exposed to a million people or it goes free online and you're exposed to 20 million people? What you're saying is you're giving the artist a choice. Like, what do you want? Do you want this? Do you want to be charged? Do you want not to be charged? The second the artist says, yes, I want it to be charged, 
then you shouldn't steal it. But look at how brilliant. But like System of I a Down, it, for example, I get it, I get it. System of a Down created an album, choice. created an album called Steal This Album, and they put the entire album on Napster, LimeWire, and all that. And guess what? It was their most successful album they ever had. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. right. It, it got a lot of people to their shows, exposed all. But that was their choice. If someone wants to be an idiot and wants to charge a bunch of money for their music, so I'm artistically raping you. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it's I not your like, choice. Like I'm in that <laughs> I'm in that boat with you. I would rather have my music be free. A lot of my bands, I just hand that shit out, sell it really cheap. It's not a big deal. But if an artist chooses to charge a lot for his, I want to charge a hundred bucks for twelve songs. Let him do it. That doesn't make it right that people are gonna take it. Because you know? well, like <clears throat> I agree, it's a dumb decision. But if people want to be dumb, that's what freedom is—is is being allowed to be dumb. Yeah, that's true. Because well, like for example, like Banksy. Um, you know who Banksy is? The yeah, artist. The artist. Yeah, yeah. My I, favorite one is like he did a Pulp Fiction. Uh, you know, Vincent Vega and Samuel Jackson. But he put bananas in their hands. Yeah, the guns. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Well, he did this thing. He just did a residency in New York last last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. and he came to New York for one month, and every day. He did some different installments somewhere mm-hmm. and it was brilliant watching like it was a whole documentary about the day and it wasn't done by Banksy. And um, it was like some like gonzo gorilla. Yes, like, like people knew that. what was going yeah. on and um, they knew and they followed him and they made this documentary. But it was crazy. What does he look like? Nobody knows. Nobody to this day knows what he looks like. Wait, so they? I thought you said they were following him. No, 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 no. They were following his art and his trail oh, of art. Okay. Because what he would do was he would go paint something. He would take a picture of it and he put it on his website at like 1 a.m. Mm. And then by like 1.15 a.m., there was there. thousands of people around this piece of art, uh, like admiring it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was crazy because people didn't know what they had. So like store owners were getting their like they would go over and paint over their Banksy art that was spray painted on their wall mm. and then some people mm. were like sawzying it out of the concrete and like taking it because it was on their property or whatever sure. but um what I found most interesting because we're speaking about giving it away for free was that Banksy set up like a like an easy up in Times Square not Times Square Central Park mm-hmm. did you hear about this Matt no so he set up a, like an easy up in Times Square and he would sell his art and nobody knew who he was and he and it was basically it said twenty dollars on it. But if you walked up there and you were like, "I have two dollars," he'd give it to you for two dollars. Yeah. If you walked up there and you're like, mm. "I have no money, man," but this is great stuff, he'd give it to you, right? Wow. And he sold like fifty paintings, and now each one of those paintings is worth over millions of dollars. Oh my god! And it and it was just like because yeah. it was hand painted Banksy art. Right. I've done that at shows because you know you're trying to sell album because that's your gas money. So like, uh, oh yeah, full price, like you know. And then some people are like, "Oh, give it like a couple bucks." Man, when those people paid full price, found out someone else paid it like three bucks, they will come up and like, why the money back? Like what the hell? And you have to be like, well, that was our transaction. Like that doesn't have any reflection upon what I gave them. But I mean, like that's, I was pointing out that's some like date, like it's, hard to legitimately do that sometimes. But but that's the thing too, though. This wasn't like, um, this wasn't like at a venue with like CDs. It was just an easy up in the park with like a table like this. And he just had art on it and people would come up and he'd be like, yeah, it's $20 for that painting. And they'd be like, oh, I really like it, but I only have five bucks cash. And he'd be like, all right, cool, five bucks. Yeah, well, and that's a better way of doing business. But, like, and, but it's funny, too, because he filmed it. And he would film up people walking up and be like, oh, this looks like Banksy ripoff stuff. And they'd keep walking. <laughs> and it's actually Banksy sitting there, <laughs> like, going, that's like, cool. do you yeah. want to buy my art? Like, yeah. Dude, it's brilliant. That's why this guy, that's why I, I think Banksy's brilliant. But that's a whole different <clears throat> probably Do you think graffiti is art? 
Um, because like he doesn't own those. That's a debate. He doesn't own those walls. That's and that's why that's why I I think it's stupid for people to get mad that the store owners wanted to paint over it. That's yeah. That's the whole thing. People were like getting angry at the store owners. I'm like, no, it's not his property. Exactly. That that's the store. No. Do I think graffiti is wrong? Yes. Do I think that it's okay if, let's just say, like somebody if somebody spray paints a piece of art. Yeah. On the side of your mom's house right here, right? right? On the side of the ranch right. house. Um, if your mom wants to keep it there, good on her. Thank you. If it gets painted over, then... Yeah, but isn't it classified as vandalism? Because then my mom has to pay has to money pay to get it painted so over. At that point, it is vandalism. vandalism. It, it is vandalism, is, yeah. yes. So do I... Yeah, I do think it's vandalism. There's this documentary about... But I, oh, go ahead. No, but I do think it's, it's, it's... I do think it does... If the person gets caught doing it... Okay, here's a good way to look at it, and here's how I feel like it should be looked at. If I get caught spray painting on a wall, blowing his nose. No. Yeah. If I get caught spray painting on a wall, and um, the cops come, and the cops are gonna arrest me, they yeah, catch yeah. me spray painting on the wall. The owner comes up, and the owner goes, "Actually, this is beautiful. I don't want to press right. charges. Let him go on right. with his life." Or the owner goes, "No, fuck this guy. I don't want him painting on my wall. This is bullshit." Yeah. Then the guy should go to jail. If he gets away with it, yes, he committed a crime and he got away right, with okay. it. But I do think that a lot of street art is really bitching. But I do think a lot of it's really stupid. So it's, it's kind of like... Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? There's this documentary about the uh, people who uh, they love to cover up street graffiti, right? So they, they wake up early in the morning. It's their passion. They find street graffiti and they cover it. But what they found was they were their own street artists in a sense. Like one guy was a silver surfer or silver streaker, and he covered all graffiti up with silver paint because he figured that's the best way to do it. But then if you go look at the walls, <clears throat> you knew it was him. In a essence, he was tagging. He became himself. Yeah, <laughs> and then the ego started to grow in his head because now he was like, yeah, I'm the guy who takes out uh, street art. But then he became a street artist ironically in his own right because – he always did silver. Well, there was, I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, but there's a movie called Exit Through the Gift Shop. And it started off with this guy that was making a documentary about Banksy and it eventually turned into a documentary about this guy. And he basically loved street art. And, and there's a bunch of theories. And like some of the theories going around are that this guy is actually Banksy. Mm. And he made this whole movie about himself mm. to kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right in front of you, fucks, but you don't know, like, which haha. Which would be in line with what you're saying about Exactly, which is something he would part, do, yeah. which is why, like, it's, in, it's not, it's interesting to me. But anyways, so this guy would literally paint stupid fucking pictures. Like, take, like, a blank canvas and put, like, blue streak across it. And Banksy would endorse him. And Banksy was trying to prove that all street artists, all street artists and all these pop artists and everything, it's all bullshit. Oh, it is. Yeah, and, he was, yeah, yeah. and he was trying to prove this, this point. And he goes, yes, I endorse this guy. Please buy his art. So he's in this, this guy, no artistic ability, no artistic um, background, nothing. He was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted to on these canvases. And he posted them up for like $75,000, $150,000. And people were going in and scooping them up because Banksy put his name on it. Right. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, it's, it was really, and, and Banksy was like, I think it's brilliant. He's like, if some idiot, right. if some yeah, idiot's going to come and spend $150,000 on this piece of shit. And like, if you watch the video, he even says it, he's like, this art sucks. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, and if somebody's going to come in and spend $150 for this dude's art, like, fuck them. Like, it's their home fault. Yeah, like, it's, it's, <laughs> like yeah, what they want to do. It was, just, it was just a really interesting documentary. What was that quote? Explain it. There was that guy who took, uh, those urinals from like a uh, mm. place. And mm-hmm. what was the quote? I love that. It's a good point. About I don't know modern the qu- art. Well, that uh, he put like a bunch of toilets, right? And I know and, exactly and what the artist is talking right? about. Yeah. 
So he put a bunch of toilets, toilets in an exhibit, and then once someone came up to him and said, I could have done that. Like, this isn't that artistic. Oh, but you didn't do it, and you didn't do it at the right time. Exactly. That was on one of my podcasts, yeah. And I think that's the only way, like, a modern or good pop art is, is that sometimes something is just relevant and just good. Well, I was telling Kevin, there's the dude that, that canned his shit. Oh, and, yeah. But, no, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. nobody knows yeah, because yeah. it ruins it. So nobody's opened one because they bought it for $250,000. So nobody's opened it to know if there's shit in it or not. Mm. Like, I'd put, like, an LOL JK. Like, there's a note in there. We should, like. scoop, we should scoop some of this up and maybe try that Sell out. Sell it as yeah. official whiskey babble. <laughs> shit. Well, there was, like, Cards for Humanity. <laughs> Did you see that, that Cards for Humanity thing where they're, like, we're selling a new game called Bullshit? And they only sold it for one day. And they're like, if you open up this box, it is literally filled with bullshit. Oh, they beat and, us to it. And, and like, but they, they'd post it. They're like, this is bullshit. Warning, this is actual bullshit. Like they kept like whatever. <laughs> they, they sold like millions and millions of copies of this game in one day. And people were getting the boxes and pissed off because they're opening them up. And there's a big bullshit, like a big cow shit in the box. And, they, and Cards for Humanity was like, we, we told you. Like, you know what oh, I mean? That, like that had to come bite them back in the ass. No, I, I don't think it did because they had it. It was right there. Like they were covered and cars for humanity. Were people like impulse buying it then? Just like, oh, hey. Like. No, people thought people. I'm sure people thought they were joking because cars for humanity is like a big joke game. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, oh, this is funny. Yeah, like, and they have, you know, five or six different expansion packs. And oh, yeah. It's great. It's successful. Mm. But there's also like, um, like, have you seen those websites like uh, like ship a dick? Have you seen that? Like if you don't like someone, you can pay fifteen dollars and like a big ten by ten dick gets shipped to them wherever yeah, they I can want. I do that myself for cheaper. Well, yeah, but there's also like <laughs> yeah. there's also one where like you ship them and like it says uh it's like it says eat a bag of dicks and it's a bag full of gummy dicks and I'm like I kind of want someone to do that to me like because I love gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the glitter bomb. Pretty one. lazy. If, like I like pranks and I feel like you're pretty yeah. lazy. You have to pay someone else to do that. Well, too. have you seen? The, okay, the the only one that I really like is the glitter bomb one. Have you seen that one? Oh, but that's cheap as hell. I could. How hard is it to get fucking glitter put in envelope? No, but it's it's spring loaded. So like it comes in like a tube, like a parcel tube. So you think you're getting like paper and you open it up and it blows okay, glitter in your little, face. That's a little better. <laughs> like, that's better. Okay. And it's like ten bucks and you can blow glitter in someone's face. Like <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's better, but yeah, okay, I could see that. The spring loaded. But um yeah, so back to touring. So we did the touring. Um, um jujitsu. What are your thoughts of like so I was listening to um for anybody out there that doesn't know, jiu-jitsu is a very like controversial topic with a lot of different um, factions in the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah. Some people think it's okay to do this. Some people think it's okay to do that. It's stupid to do this. It's okay to do that. And like the big debate right now is um, like the point system. So a lot of people think that a lot of academies train their students um, based on points. You go in there and I want you to score as many points as possible to win the competition and get the medal. Now there's the old school thought that goes points are fucking retarded. Yeah. Go in there and submit the fucker or lose. Like the, you got two options. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I was listening to an interview with uh, Hickson and Hickson was actually talking about how he's trying to start Hickson Gracie for everybody out there. Um, world famous pioneer in the jujitsu world. Um, Brilliant. I think he's what, like 400? All the Gracies agree that he is he's the, the best. He's like 465 and zero. Yeah. Or some crazy record. Yeah, yeah. Like some, That's wild. Yeah, some unbelievable record. And uh, was Hickson was the one that walked into the tournament and said, I'm only going to do collar chokes. Wasn't that him? Or? No, that was Hodger. Oh, yeah. A Grace, one of the, his brother or his cousin or? Well, real quick though, do you think it's right to like omit, because you know, you're supposed to, we would say Roger, but in Portuguese we're supposed to say Hodger. Hodger. Is it? This is like a broader question. Like, if I want to say, 
a foreign name with an American or English accent. Is that disrespectful? No. The, okay. Now, don't get me started on this because this is going to be a good tangent here. That's what I'm saying, though. But like, like when you walk I, up the fucking... I just fucking, caught myself saying no, no, no. Roger, and I was like, wait, could, is it... If I no, 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 to no. say Roger, is Like, if wrong? I walk up to someone, I fucking... Okay, here's something that really gets yeah. me, too, because I'm glad you brought it up. When you walk up to someone and their name is Lisa, and it's spelled L-I-S-A, and they go, oh, no, it's pronounced Liza. I'm like, and they, t- and they, and they sit there and they correct you. I'm like, you're a prick. Like, <laughs> fuck you. But actually, it's Liza. And it's like, okay, just go with it and go on with your life. So what? It's spelled Lisa. It's, it's in our society it's to pronounce that. known as Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Our society recognizes that name as Lisa. So for you to sit there and go, it's how, Liza. How is she supposed to eventually tell you that it is no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying if, if I'm her best friend. Have to go on her whole no, life no, 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 no. If I'm her best friend, I know her name's fucking Liza. If I'm meeting someone right for the first time, and I go, oh hi, and I've seen her name. Right, oh, okay, oh yeah, hi, Lisa, or she has a name tag on. Yeah, yeah. Oh hi, Lisa, nice to meet you. Um, it's actually Liza. It's like, oh fuck you. Like, you know, what? it's just it's something about okay, that. Okay, so let's say we're sitting here with like Roger slash Hodger Gracie, and and let's 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 to answer to answer Dave's question I don't think it's disrespectful to do that. No, it's not. Because okay. because other cultures I'm not Portuguese. Other cultures I don't right, speak Portuguese. I, I get that side of it. Other cultures with heavy accents mispronounce American names all the time. Yeah, and if I was in their country uh, actually it's like David, I would, yeah. I'd feel like I'd get slapped. Like my, like all the exactly. all the Hispanic guys that work call me Yake. You know what I mean? Yeah. That. No, I'm like, it's actually it's Jake, you that, stupid yeah, fuck. I don't like, think, I don't okay, think okay, that okay, would so be So you're sitting here with like uh, Roger, Hodger, Gracie, right? And let's strip away the fact that he could like tear off her limbs at any point if he wanted to. And he tells you like, hey, um, I know it's pronounced in English, Roger, but it just makes as friends, I would like you if you called me Hodger. That's different. Okay. That's different than what I'm saying. I, if somebody Jake's talking about when they're condescending about it. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. actually. It's actually Hodger. Then after that point, okay. you would call them what they wanted to be called. Yes, but I'm saying if somebody addresses, you, hey man, just I know like there's a cultural difference here, but it's actually Hodger. I'd be like, oh, okay, like it's Hodger. But the thing that gets me about like Portuguese too is like in the middle of their name, if there's an R in the middle of their name, it's still pronounced like an R. Like Cron. Okay, but English is like known as being the most like stupid ass well, yeah. language. But, but like, like I know, but like yeah. but like Cron Gracie is Cron Gracie. He's not yeah. Con. Yeah. You know, it's not pronounced as an H. Was con. con. Yeah. What's your name? Easy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 um, but uh, anyways, he was talking about, you know, the jujitsu rules. And I believe that, dude, like after somebody because you're 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 four stripe purple I'm four stripe blue. So for anybody out there, Dave's a, a full belt ahead of me, basically. And um, which means, you know, he's got a lot more experience. He actually teaches me a lot. It's actually really it's a learning experience when I roll oh, with Dave. Oh, but um oh. I'm trying to, you know, I'm stroking yeah, you, bro. Yeah, yeah, I give yeah. you the greatest intro of any guest we've had yet. You should be like. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you can't see from this table, but I had a large boner. Oh, there it is right there, there dude. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Dave's, a f- so, you know, he's, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to do turn. We plan on doing tournaments. Right? Are you doing tournaments? This year? I don't like tournaments, dude. The ones I've done. Because of the rules. I think the rules are ridiculous. Uh, yeah. If someone's trying to stall, you should be. Okay. I think we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. All right, sorry guys, we had a little technical difficulty there. Um, yeah. So, oh, there's Dave's burp. There it so, is. so basically, um, when it comes to like the points and the tournaments and everything of like that, I'm a firm believer in like, and I understand because there's so many people competing, there has to be rules. I get that, but to me, it's like it has if, to be winner loser. If I had no. my, if I had my like druthers, I would say, okay, cool, we're gonna put two guys out there and they're gonna go until somebody submits somebody. 
but they have yeah. to be moving. But there has to be rules. They have to be moving. I think what they're thinking about is from a spectator perspective. No one wants to watch an hour-long fight of two guys. Like, because then they start gaming the system as like, okay, there's no time limit. I'm just gonna wear this guy out. Like, if you ever saw Sakuraba versus Hoist Gracie, yeah, interesting fight. But how long did they fight for? Uh, like four hours or something, wasn't it? No, I think it was like. A typical MMA match nowadays, 15 minutes. I think they fought for like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because Pride had no time. The, for this particular match, there's no time. And so then you just have two guys going really, really. For an hour and a half, they fought That's each other. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole. I mean, I could go off on soccer. I mean, we've been sitting here Sa- for an hour and a half. Yeah. And so they were fighting for that Sakura- long. Sakuraba is Dave's favorite fighter oh, of all yeah, time. Yeah. So Sakuraba is actually called the Gracie Hunter. Yeah. Explain why, Dave. Because, uh, what, okay, I'll go real into the history. The Gracies at that time were untouchable, and they've never been beaten in an MMA. And um, Japan had pride in their pro wrestlers. So, you know, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and, like, Ric Flair? They thought in Japan that their equivalents of the Japanese wrestlers were ass kickers. Like, if they really went into fights with people, they could beat anybody. They didn't understand that like wrestling was, I guess, like fake. Well, it's called. Well, it's actually called catch wrestling. Well, and um, catch wrestling is actually brutal. It is. But they've turned catch but wrestling into a show. There's yes, exactly. Yeah. So there's different wrestling promotions in Japan, and the one Sakuraba came from was a shoot wrestling, catch wrestling background. But not all of them were like that. Some of them were all show, and they really thought they were fighters. So you get all these uh, wrestlers into the pride ring with actual jujitsu guys like Hickson, and they get destroyed. So Japan has no pride. Um, basically, their pride's been destroyed. Sakuraba comes in here, an unknown. People have no idea who he is. He wasn't that good in his wrestling federation. He was like a middling like journeyman. And out of nowhere, he this Japanese kid beats, um, I think it was, uh, not Hoyler uh, Gracie first. And that was huge. No one's ever beaten a Gracie, and he beat him with a Kimura. The same submission that um, their grandfather was beaten in by a Japanese guy back in like the 50s. Yeah. So if you beat a Gracie. Was that particular Japanese guy named Kimura? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's his move. It's his <laughs> move. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what I was thinking about. That was like a four hour match. It was like a four hour like jujitsu versus like judo type match. Are you talking about back in the 50s? Kimura versus Elio. No, no, no. He told, uh, he told uh, Helio, hey, if this guy lasts more than three minutes, he can consider that a victory because I'm like the shit, which was true. And I think he lasted like 30 minutes, but he was getting thrashed. And he was like amazed that Helio did not give up until his arm was basically ripped out of its socket. Yeah. Which he was still like amazed by. And it's like a tribute to like the Gracie's uh, pride and how good they are. So he beats. Um, Hoyler, and of course you beat a Gracie, they all just come after you like an army. So he just knocked them down one after the other. I think uh, Hoyler was next, and he did the hour and a half fight. And the, what I love about that fight is Hoyler was saying, I want these rules. You know, I want to be able to wear a gi. I want it to be no time limit, no ref, no stoppage. And um, he famously didn't even show up to the rules meeting. Are you, you're talking, you're looking at the horse. I'm looking at the yeah. horse. He didn't but I'm up, listening. Yeah. He showed up to the rules. He didn't show up to the r- rules meeting. And then Sakuraba was really mad about that. He was like, how am I supposed to know about what the rules are? When you're asking for a special match and we come to the rules meeting, you're not even there. So I don't even know what I'm like allowed to do. He later showed up in a diaper to the uh, weigh-in and saying like, they're like, why are you wearing a diaper, Sakuraba? And he's like, well, it's a really long match. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> how long? So, uh, just in case, you know, um, <laughs> And so his plan was to make um, Hoist quit. He's like, you want, you want like no time limit? Fine. We'll go as long as you want. And at the end so of it, was like a, it was a fight of attrition. Like, ba- he made it into that. And that's exactly how it went down. Then he fought uh, Hyen. 
um, and he won by decision, who is much bigger and stronger than him. And then he broke, uh, I think, Henzo's arm. That's his name. Fight. His name is the Gracie Hunter. Like you know how uh-huh. fighters have different names. See. I thought maybe this is and this is maybe a good thing that we're clearing this up now for all of our fucking 22 amazing listeners out there. But I think we're uh, up to 30. Oh, I think we're up to 30 yeah, now. We're, we're oh, shit. 30. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Um, so uh, so but I see I was under the impression that Sakuraba would actually go into academies and challenge Gracie's for their oh, belts. No, 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 no. Sakuraba actually his mentality is like whenever he beats a Gracie, he shakes her hands like he. I read his actually. I read his autobiography. He just wants to put on a good fight and challenge himself. He doesn't really like. He doesn't like to lose, but uh, very respectful. That's why him and all the Gracies are friends now, because they recognize it's like a gentleman's sport kind of thing. Um, he didn't want to like prove that the Gracies were wrong or that jujitsu was inferior. He just wanted to prove that catch wrestling is legitimate as a grappling art as well. Like it's on par with them. The Gracies took it as an insult that he was trying to like. Uh, you know, degrade that wasn't the case. Sport. It wasn't the case. You just wanted to show that like Japan had its own form of grappling that was good, and that was it. And the thing about Sakuraba that a lot of people don't know is after uh, Wanderlei knocked him out twice, he went to Brazil and that became his new camp. So he his training camps, he'd go for twelve to fifteen weeks to Brazil and work at Shootbox. And he admitted, you know what, the Brazilians' way of training is much better than the Japan's way, and he symbolically earned a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And not a lot of people know that. And that's why the Gracies and a lot of people don't hold anything against him is because he was humble enough to say, you know what? The Brazilians train a little bit better than what I am. And he became a Brazilian fighter, technically. Hmm. And so when he fought Ken Shamrock, he had been training in Brazil and he knocked him out in like the first round. Yeah, it's definitely a different lifestyle down there in Brazil, man. It's like, well, you can either, you know what I mean? And I I don't want to like make a blatant statement, but from my understanding, so this is for everybody out there, from my understanding, it's either like crime or like almost some type of fighting. There's really no other type of like, well, that's interesting too. So that's why Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I think developed to a ground sport is because like in judo, when you take someone down or Japanese Jiu Jitsu, the fight's over. Right. But you know how like passionate, like crazy, like they are, they keep going. So I bet you were like, if they were doing judo, and they go to the floor, they don't want to stop, and they keep fighting. You know what I mean? Well, that's what that's what Hickson was talking about, too, in the interview I listened to where Hickson was like, okay, he goes, jiu-jitsu is not a fucking point sport. It's he not, goes, yeah, it's yeah. a self-defense. Right. He goes, so if I get in a street fight, like, who gives a shit if, I can, if I'm scoring two or three points? I want to know how to put this guy away right. and go on with my life. Which is a problem with judo, because it's like, just because you throw a guy on the floor and his back hits it, it doesn't mean the fight is over and like they're saying the brazilians it's like you want to get him to the floor and then finish it unless you're ronda rousey oh yeah well, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah do you yeah. find her attractive what are your honest or you like, know what or, or, i would i'd it, be more i'd be more inclined towards misha tate the, really uh, yes i would what yeah. about what about um what about Paige van zandt uh you know what i'm i'm gonna say it. i'm not in the blonde oh Paige van zandt is cool. google Paige van zandt i would take i would take Matt. i would take misha tate over uh Paige van zandt wow yeah Okay. Hey, yeah. to each their own, brother. To each their own. I mean, what are you? What do you think? Are, do you care about like that, like hair? Like, are you blonde, brunette kind of thing? I'm not really a hair guy, but like for like Ronda Rousey, I for some reason she's I, attractive. I find her super attractive. She is. I'm just saying I would pick Misha Tate over her. And then That's Misha Tate, I don't really find attractive. And then Paige Van Zandt, same thing. Like little, like mm. I just find her attractive. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. My wife's tiny too, so it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I agree with you. I like a woman who is like powerful and strong i don't like like uh all these like yoga chicks i don't really i'm not into yeah, that. i'm more into a chick who knows how to like 
box or can handle like I want a woman who can like put me in my place. That's you're true. the same way too. Well, yeah, I wanna, you want someone who can keep you in line. You want every guy wants to be tamed. Yeah, but I, I want a woman too that I would rather having a woman that could like defend herself too because exactly. I, I can't be there all the time. Or if I'm there and a fight breaks out, let's say somebody's trying to attack her and I get clubbed over the head from the back, something that I couldn't right. fight. Right. I want her to be able to defend herself. You know what I mean? And get out of it. But there's something attractive about that. The oh, fact that very. She's, she's had that foresight to understand, like, you know what? The world is a mean place and I need to. Well, that was the whole idea, too, but behind like getting women into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And this is something for Matt because Dave already knows this. But like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you want the person in between your legs. Well, you don't want to, but it's not a lost situation. It's not a lost situation. So they were like, well, let's teach women how to fucking break arms and shit. Well, well, in between, well, somebody's trying to get in between their legs. And there was that, like, that post. Um, you, you posted it the other day. But oh, was, I forget who the black belt was, but he has a sister who's a brown belt. Yeah, yeah, so it was some black belt in jiu-jitsu, and his mm-hmm. sister got attacked in Brazil, and she was a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Like, brown belts under black. Right. So right. badass. Like, they're badasses. And she comes home, and she goes, she's telling her brother, I almost got raped. And he's like, oh, no shit. What happened? She goes, well, you know, we can find the guy to press charges. And she's like, well, how are we going to know who he is? And she's like, oh, he's the guy in the hospital with two broken arms. You know what <laughs> I, mean, I mean? Like, meaning, as he was on top of her and her back to the floor, she broke one arm. And as he like rolled over and was crying, she went broke to his the other, other arm. arm. Or she double <laughs> or she double arm barred him. He could have yeah, been like, could have been double, like if you're going I for like yeah. like if you're going for like that rape I know choke. Exactly what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're so there's a move that's actually called a rape choke mm-hmm. in jujitsu. And it's where either like one arm right on the throat, one hand right on the throat, or two hands right on the throat to okay. choke. Really dangerous for the person that's doing it. And you can actually do what's called a double arm bar from that move if you have the right positioning. You, you bring your legs up basically right under their armpits while your back's on the floor. It's called like a high guard. And so basically you trap their arms and their head really close Straight, together. Uh-huh. And, and you use leverage. moving your hips up, you can double arm bar. The leverage on their elbows can cause their elbows to snap. But I like the idea more that she... Uh, yeah, I like that. Armbarred him, and as he was crying on the floor, went to the other. Just to arm break his arm, just to be a, one. you know what I mean, just to ex- like show what's up. Well, you I mean, know? you gotta give him a match set. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't break legs and stuff too. Yeah. I would just start Pulled picking that man and picking that guy yeah. apart, exactly. like stomping his leg and shit. No, that's what I like is being able to, like if you take it to the ground, uh, if the guy's bigger than you, it doesn't matter if you know more. Yeah. In the last podcast, um, we were talking about our last guest and how how he almost got in a fight in a parking lot. And I made it quite clear, I'm by no way, shape, or form any type of jiu-jitsu expert. Mm-hmm. Even a four-stripe black belt isn't a jiu-jitsu expert. But I did say that I have learned enough to be able to get out of a situation. Well, just the like, fact that like, if you got put on your back, you know how to at least get back to your feet. Exactly. And run or or, do or get the guy in some type of a position to where I can defend myself exactly. a lot better yeah, yeah, than yeah. if I didn't know shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I just wanted to... Reiterate that because now that we actually have somebody on the show that is a higher rank in jujitsu than me to verify that I am not tooting my own horn and I'm not some jujitsu expert or whatever. Toot, toot. But you're good. I'm not going to beat my own horn, but beep, beep. I'm not good, Dave. You're good. <laughs> no, you're good. I, Dave is embarrassingly good. No, 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 no. Okay, we'll end it. We'll, yeah, no, we'll go there. See, he doesn't want to toot his own horn. He's very, thing, he's very modest. But the thing about the Hickson thing is um, he wants to go anti-points. Yes, big time. Instead of so, basically, you're neutral, and the guy who's stalling or doing things that aren't trying to end the fight, you earn negative, negative points, points versus getting positive points for doing something good, which I I think is interesting. So so like for you, Matt, like there's there's positions in jujitsu where um 
you can get a position on a guy and just hold him there. Mm-hmm. And if I already know I'm, if I already know I have four points on you, I can get this position and just hold it there. And they're thinking that too because they have how many more fights after that? So why not save your energy? Exactly. Yeah. So I can stall the fight for three minutes if I'm already winning in the first two because it's a, usually a five minute match, and um, win. Well, Hickson's like no. Like, if you're going to stall, you're going to start losing points. Okay. But then it comes right. down to being completely in the judge's hands. You know what I mean? And then it becomes this whole big controversy that, like, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're always going to debate. And that's something that I really liked on Chael Sonnen's, um, Chael's last podcast was he was talking about how nobody's ever going to be able to agree. He's like, so let's, like, let's, say yeah, you no, and I, let's say you and I agree that um, – Fucking from here to infirmary is the best alkaline trio CD, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Dave and I agree that, you know, from here to infirmary is the best alkaline trio CD. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what's your favorite song? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. But then we can disagree on the song. Okay, fine. Let's agree. Let's say we agree on the favorite song. We get down to, okay, what's your favorite line in the song? You know what I mean? And yeah, it, it's just, you, no matter start. what, you're ever, you're never gonna. The only thing I think messes with jujitsu is the spectator aspect of it because. Uh, right now, jiu-jitsu isn't like a place where you can make like a lot of money. So no, you can't make any money. The more spectators you bring into it, the more uh, the better life everyone can have. But what spectators find interesting and what is true jiu-jitsu are so polar opposites. That's where we're getting like. Well, that's why problem. it's kind of funny too. Is like people don't understand the sport. So like for example, you know, I'll be watching a fight with my dad. And my dad would be like, well, why are they just standing there? And I'm like, like hugging each other. I'm like, you don't understand, dude. Like that dude is putting so much force on that guy's jaw. And he is doing so much to hold that guy there that people, people don't get it. You know what I mean? To like the average person watching an an MMA fight, if both guys are on the ground fighting, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is boring. It's like, no, it's not. This is really fucking interesting. interesting. (laughs) I'm like, this is like, I'm like, this is what I, I look forward in, in, in UFC fights, I look forward to them taking some of the ground because I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, like, I want to see yeah. that. But I guess that's just the different schools of thought. You know what I mean? And it's so. like, to me, I know it's a strange word to say, but it's kind of like, I like the romantic aspect of the sense that, Ooh. yeah, a guy is smaller and he's on his back and then one guy's punching him and all of a sudden he arm bars him out of nowhere and wins and he was in a bad position. That's why I like the Sakuraba uh, Kimura when someone has him from behind. You're in a position where you're, Everyone thinks you're in losing, and then you flip it around and like win in like a split second. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a crazy thing too. It's all. It's just there's so many different ways to leverage the human body, right. and there's so many different things to do. It's a trip. Like yeah. I work on moves now where I'm like, wait, I can do what? Like but if it, I put my foot here, it's how symbolic it is though. Like you're in a bad situation, and, and then you pull just something out, out of grit. You pull something out. Like that's what I like. That's what I meant by romantic. I don't mean the fact that two men are. No, I got that it. Close I got to it. each other, but I you know it. what I mean. Like, uh, there's you don't have to quit because you're in a bad spot and you don't have to give up. There's a way out. Well, that's so. like the whole idea behind like the Metamoris. Mm-hmm. So, so Metamoris, um, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jiu-jitsu tournaments out there in the world. So, um, there's this thing called Metamoris that they started, and it's where they take literally like the best guys in the world. They're like, okay, we're tired of all this bullshit of all this the worlds and all of the Abu Dhabi challenge. Point and we're tired of the yeah. point system. We're tired of all this shit. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the two best guys in the world for each weight class or whatever. We're going to put them in the ring together, and we're going to let them go for 20 minutes. If nobody wins, then it's a tie, and you go on with your life. But if somebody wins... Yeah, yeah, it's legit. It's legit. So it's submission only. Submission only, and um, and it's funny too because they do stuff where they're like, I want, and they'll let you kind of do what you're comfortable with. So they'll let one guy wear a gi and one guy just wear like 
shorts and a shirt because that's what they're comfortable with. It's really Are you sure. Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. they say, "Hey, can I wear these pants?" And if the other guy agrees, if that, both guys not? agree on the on the terms of the fight, then yeah. they'll allow it. Mm-hmm. So if Dave wants to wear a gi and I want to wear like my sh- my MMA shorts and a shirt or whatever, because uh, Josh Barnett came out in like. The, Old school catch wrestling. Yeah, because like, so so Josh Barnett, we talked about it before. He's an MMA fighter. He is like old school catch wrestling. Catch wrestling. He like preaches it like it's to the choir. He's just he's the right. one who's saying it's better than jujitsu. Yes, he's yeah. the one that says if catch wrestling is used properly, it's better than jujitsu. Anyways, uh-huh. so he comes out for Metamoris, and who is he fighting? Um, Dean Lister. Dean Lister. Yeah, yes, yeah. another just brilliant, brilliant jiu-jitsu yeah, wrestling type guy yeah. so he comes out matt and he's wearing like old school wrestling shoes and like the bikini bottom like like you know what i yeah, mean like hulk hogan would wear like, like hulk hogan would wear in like the heyday you know yeah. what i mean well you know brother but that's like traditional catch wrestling like garb so that's what like he came out wearing right. and like it was and he won yeah and <laughs> the funny thing he is, put away dean lister and everybody was like what the fuck? Hadn't been tapped in a, like uh, twenty. Years yeah, Dean Lister before. hadn't been tapped in like twenty years, wow. and he That's got him with the exact same move that he was tapped with twenty years before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about Lister too, two stories is he wore shoes, and people are like thinking, "Why the fuck are you wearing shoes?" Because Dean Lister likes to attack legs. Yeah. So it was like it. grip. Yeah, but he used it to push off his toes and put more pressure on Dean Lister and tire him out. And Kid Dale, an Australian black belt, who's he's really good. He was at the uh, rules meeting with everyone, and Barnett's there. And this is how crazy Barnett is. They're going over the rules, and Barnett just raises his hand and goes, um, if I have my opponent in a dark mental submission, do I have to let go after the time limit goes? <laughs> and the kid, kid was like, I'm so glad I'm not fighting this guy. Yeah, like, Barnett's crazy, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like, nice. I love – and he's funnier than shit, too. Like, and he's the, like a – he's a renaissance man. He likes, like, Magic the Gathering. He loves to read. He's yeah, in he's, he plays, yeah like, he's, he's brilliant. And that's too like that. Well, like speaking of like like so like uh, when it comes to Metamoris and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I was listening to them talk about like Keenan Cornelius, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this guy named Keenan Cornelius, and he's basically completely invented this entire new type of of Jiu Jitsu using the person's gi against them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something they were talking about. Where if you took the gi away from him, it's almost a completely different world. But he's pretty. He's pretty legit. He's good no with gi. no gi. He yeah, is, yeah. but. He's nowhere near where he's at with Gi because that's his tool to kind of... And I'm not talking shit. Keenan's a great... He would wreck us. He's brilliant. He is so good. I'm not talking shit. But what I'm saying is that that's what they're talking about, like what Hickson was talking about with modifying the rules in a way where like it could make it uncomfortable for these dudes that have created their whole image around a certain type of jujitsu. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, it's like he can do that. But if striking was allowed, which is why the UFC was born in the first place, I mean, jiu-jitsu is a lot different when someone can punch you. Exactly. So, yeah, it's kind of, is it, I guess the question is, is it still an effective self-defense, like with worm guard and whatnot? I don't know. I feel like if Keenan got in a street fight, I think the, I think he would whoop some ass. I mean, regardless. Oh, most yeah. Most people don't know. And that's a point that they make about those high-level guys who are, who are they accused of being point fighters, is that they got in a street fight, they could most likely handle themselves. Because yeah. they understand body movement. It's just a striking thing is like, which does change a lot. Mm-hmm. So, No, I agree, man. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to cut it there. Okay. So um, we're at an hour and a half. It's good. Think, uh, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for your, yeah. thank you for being on our show. Next we're time g- we'll do it again. Next time we'll, there'll be less horse shit. 
We're going to have Dave again, yeah, definitely. Great. Where there's a lot we didn't touch on this episode. We're going to have Dave on again. Uh, um, so anyways, guys, um, yes, plug party time. So we yeah. So we want to go to uh, youtube.com slash whiskey babble. Okay, please like, please subscribe. Um, you know, tell all your friends. You guys, listen, if everybody out there got one of their friends to subscribe, we would have like 40 followers, which is really what we want to happen. That's right. 40. So we would hit 40. We would hit 40, guys. <laughs> so, no, but seriously, you know, we love it. And, um, you know, if you guys want us to keep doing the show, we appreciate the views and the, the likes. Same thing with um, with iTunes. Please go on and subscribe. Um, there's also whiskeybabble.com. Yep. That website is all good to go now. So you guys can go on there and watch the episodes and stuff like that. Um, Are you going to help me shovel all this shit up? Or? I will help you clean up the shit, Dave. Okay. Yes. So so we want to thank our guest, Dave. Um, we'll definitely have him on again soon because yeah, yeah. there was a lot we didn't talk about. Um, Facebook. You didn't plug the Facebook. Facebook. Facebook.com Facebook. slash Whiskey Bevel. Yeah. Facebook.com. Uh, Twitter at Whiskey Bevel. Yeah. See, I don't. Matt Matt manages those. I mainly go on the YouTube yeah, and the iTunes. Oh, Ooh, you're going to. Yeah. It's a good spot to end it. And and I'm getting off right now because I might get you horse might get, kicked yeah, in the face. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Um, Dave, cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. And Whiskey Babble out.